You are listening to the Glass Cannon Network, the premier source for role-playing game entertainment. our fifth Delta Green episode that we're doing today? Yeah, this is five. Five of these. Five of these. And this is the one where someone dies, right? Oh my god. Any oh good series, five god. eps in is when you want to really lay down the hammer. <laughs> <laughs> and someone's probably going to die on Columbia campus. That's the thing. <laughs> right. I don't even know. Right? Wouldn't be the first poor, time. <laughs> poor Ralph Macchio. He's going get, <laughs> to get beat to death. By Roger Cubstone. He'll be swimming uh, with the dolphins in the Hudson River. I know. <laughs> Just watch out for the crane kick. That's how he defends himself. <laughs> Just see you taking the body home and slowly disposing of it by feeding it to your bird. <laughs> piece by piece. Piece by piece. Nibble by nibble. I did I see a Steve. video the other day where someone was feeding, they had six birds on them and they were feeding it cheeseburgers. It was, it really disturbed me. Anyway. Grant. How did you happen to stumble upon such a video? Do you remember the Florida Man Part 2 video I told you guys about a while ago? It's by this guy named All Gas No Breaks, and he goes to, like, all the weirdest <laughs> conventions in the world. And he went to the Free Thought Convention, met a guy who saw Jesus in real life the first time was on acid, but most of the times afterwards never was. And one of the people at this convention was feeding their parrots hamburgers. So, anyway. <laughs> uh, I'm glad to see you're using your time... <laughs> well, Grant, <laughs> can't you just masturbate, Grant? <laughs> what do you hey, think I'm doing while I'm watching that? <laughs> the only thing that works these days. Burger. Yeah, oh, all these crazy people. Cheeseburger oh. fetish. <laughs> <laughs> I got very specific kinks, Troy. Don't shame me. Ah, <laughs> uh, well. <sighs> We are, as you said, five parts. Delta Green is now well outpacing any other new game we've tried. Uh, well, actually, not well outpacing. We did four parts of Star Wars. Uh, right. it is now, it is now in the lead for new game who dis. And I think rightfully so. It's a, it's a wonderful, wonderful game. And, uh, I'm just trying to, uh, figure out how to, how to move forward with all the moving parts because like there's something a little different that's happening here. That uh, is different from any Pathfinder game I've GM'd, which is the presence of media and technology uh, and communication to the degree uh, that it exists. Uh, and some of it is covered pretty well in the rulebook. As I looked between uh, our last episode and this one, there are some details where they'll they'll get you. They'll they'll sort of explain like if you fuck up in a certain way, uh, you can feel effects many operations later. And there's, it's really cool. There's like these timetables for little mistakes because, uh, when it comes to other people investigating the things that you're doing or looking into it, it takes time. So, uh, it's neat because not all the effects are immediate. And in a good way, this often gives you time to try to tie off all the loose ends. Uh, things you're only in day two of of this operation, 
So there's there's time here to to figure out how to accomplish every uh, you know piece of your mission while also uh, you know getting what you want out of it, which is I you know I guess the this the safety of the world, uh, as Grant said in the last episode. You know you're you're putting that ahead of your of your own life at this point. But I'm curious if you remember uh, the the mission objectives. Uh, yes. Okay, what are they? Uh, well, a number, first off, triggered an alarm uh, that uh, indicated paranormal activity. We were briefed in uh, by, uh, what was her name, Marlene? No. Eileen Parker. I, I don't Eileen really Parker. need a synopsis. What yeah, I need yeah. is the objectives. We need, objectives. A, we need objectives. access to all of the comms and contacts of the killer, Michael mm-hmm. Will, and yep. clean the number off. Uh, eliminate it from all access for people. That's what I have. From, from everything. You have to eliminate the uh, number anywhere. Yeah, locate right. physical evidence of the number. Destroy, destroy numbers it. at the scene and any photographic evidence. Uh, and anyone in advanced mathematics got access to send that email. Or right. to just do it because you feel like it. <laughs> <laughs> just, to, just to drive a wedge between the PCs of your own accord. <laughs> that was our only real mission, those four things. No, you missed a major one, which is close the case. Oh, well, that was and, understood. And close it like, quickly. <laughs> if we do those but it's something things, you talked about. Like This, case this is why I bring it up, because I don't want you guys to be at the disadvantage of like the way that we play, as opposed to the way other people play Delta Green, which is typically they might get four to five hours to play. We have to play in much shorter bursts, and so... And a lot more time passes. So you may forget that you had discussed the importance... Right. Of solving this case with a simple motive, uh, mm-hmm. rather than making it into something really large. But now you've made it into something pretty large. And so you have to kind of bob and weave with that. At some point, the case has to get closed. They can't stay open forever. Uh, I, I guess I, I should say, the longer it stays open, the more you expose Delta Green to risk. You expose yourselves to being found out as being undercover. And you ex- uh, risk exposing more people to this number, ultimately. Um, so, just just something to think about. Uh, okay, so, we left last time. Two different stories going on. One was Jordy uh, Arsenault and Agent Riker Salas are at uh, the local police station in Alliance, New Jersey, uh, collecting information. They have been given a, a thumb drive with all of the crime scene photos. But as far as you know, that's not the only copy of those photos. They they exist in, in a server. They just gave you copies of them uh, because you are FBI. You're more than welcome to look at all the official uh, crime scene photos as part of your investigation. They also say that, you know, procedurally, it's going to take a little while, but eventually it'll all be sent down to D.C. for uh, archiving. You had a little bit of a debate, uh, Riker saying, well, maybe we could just let it go and people just won't notice. And Jordy saying, we have to eliminate every trace of that number. It's like a nu- nuclear bomb, to, to quote Jordy. Then we go to uh, Columbia University. Uh, and now we're at the Foo Foundation or we're at, the, we're at John Jay Hall, really. Just the entrance to John Jay Hall where security is tight. Uh, even flashing badges, they don't just let you walk into a student dorm without university uh, knowing that you're on campus or why you're on campus. Um, they're trained to do this kind of stuff. And so uh, they he makes a call. You let him make a call. Uh, then try to push in, but he holds off. 
and during a debate, uh, a woman walks in and uh, a smile on her face, happy to help you. Welcome to Columbia University. Introduces herself as uh, a Sandy Beeman. So uh, let's pick up there, uh, actually, in John J. Hall. And uh, this woman comes in, big smile on her face. Hi, I'm Sandy Beeman. Welcome to Columbia University. Uh, I'm ha- I'd am i be happy to help you with whatever you need. Uh, she sticks her hand out to shake your hand, uh, Roger Comstone. And you are? Special Agent Klaus von Cliff. Special Agent... So, do I call you Cliff? Or, I'm sorry, Klaus? Agent... Agent von Cliff. This is Agent von Cliff, yes, of course. Of course, I'm Agent. so sorry. And you? I'm Special Agent Philip Gregory. And what did you say your name is again? And and Dr. Lester takes out a notebook and, and a pen. Like, what did you say your name was again? My name is Sandy Beeman. I am public relations here at Columbia University. And uh, as soon as I got the call, I said, oh, oh my goodness, we need to find out what is going on here, why the FBI is is concerned with something at John Jay Hall. Uh, and believe me, it is the uh, university's top priority to cooperate with law enforcement however we can. Uh, I just need to uh, understand what what's going on, what you need, and I am going to do everything in my power to get it for you. Let me understand. Let me let me just. I just have a question. So security security called uh, public relations. She says this loudly no, enough no. for Dar for Ralph Macho here. Public relations <laughs> to deal with an entrance matter. No, no, no. Uh, the the head of uh, uh, security was called, and then the head of security calls the head of the uh, university, and they call me. So uh, it's really a, just a quick boop, 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 and my office is right in the building next door. And so I said, I'm going to uh, give them access to anything that they need. That is our job here. So please tell me what it is you need uh, and, and why, and I'm happy to, to help you out. It's very simple. We're working a case... It's a it's scientific in nature. We need to gather some background. Uh, and we Our research pointed to the Lab for Applied Sciences as the foremost place that would be able to ascertain exactly the information, what, what information we needed. Oh, that's interesting. Why is that? Uh, I'm not at liberty to say, unfortunately. You, you, you can understand, you know, this is... We're, or this is an open, open, open case. You know, we uh, can't comment on a matter that's going on. Nothing serious. No one here is in danger, uh, as far as we know. But uh, you know, time is of the essence. Uh, it's all on, pretty standard uh, stuff. I mean, if Columbia, you just need have to. I'm sorry. Or, I'm sorry to interrupt. You just need to go to the lab. Yeah, and go to the lab. Speak to uh, a few of the people there. Ask a couple questions, and then we'll be on our way. Uh, I'm sorry. What are the questions regarding? I can it's I can tell you that it's with regard to certain matters of their research but nothing proprietary just background we can just speak oh, to okay okay uh do you have any n- names are you looking for certain teachers here or or students in the lab not as far as we know uh you know we're hoping to speak to whoever's there and uh oh, just anyone be- at the lab yeah, and then if we if they they might be able to direct us to uh you know those who might have areas of specialization with regard to what we need. Of course. Of course. Uh, can I just see your badges, please? Of course. Of course. We and she told. sees that you are with the uh, the science division. Uh, and that makes sense, you know? And then she sees that you're with the counterterrorism division. Just, like, doesn't say anything. Makes a mental note. Uh, follow me right this way. And 
she leads you down a hall, makes a turn, goes down some steps, another long hall, and then you see a sign. It says the Foo Foundation School of Engineering and Applied Science. She walks you through and then down another flight of stairs, and you're walking past, like, classrooms, essentially meeting rooms, basically, and then she walks you down another level and into a lab. You walk into this lab, and there's it's large. Uh, it's underground, and there's all manner of uh, things in here. There's not a lot of people, but there's a lot of uh, activity in the sense of there's ha- a lot of half-built things in here. There's a lot of mechanisms, machines. Uh, you see computers that look like rather large and strange. Uh, you see just a lot of like very hardcore sciencey looking stuff. And Doctor Westover, you would be able to pick out that this is this is advanced work that is most likely being done uh, in the direction of inventing things. You know, like people are trying to make things that have never been made before, uh, and uh, and. She'll turn to you, Sandy Beeman, will turn to you and say, uh, well, welcome to the Foo Foundation uh, School of Engineering and Applied Sciences. This is our lab where uh, we have an amazing, uh, really, uh, amount of minds here working on incredible ideas. Uh, and there are many here. It's it's so early. It's not even nine o'clock yet. I just got here. Uh, but there are uh, a lot of people here that are in the middle of a lot of major projects. So please don't don't touch anything. Uh, if you're going to touch something, ask somebody before you do. Uh, that's nearby, ma'am. And, ma'am, uh, please, please. Yes. We don't need all of this. Who oversees all the work that's done in this lab? That's who we need to talk to. We need to talk to a scientist. We'll start there. Yes, we're. Uh, you're very generous to provide a tour, but unfortunately, we don't have the time for that. Yes, we're not looking to apply. We have questions. We only want we were, to apply the sciences. We were told this place was the best. <laughs> Maybe we should go check out Princeton's. Lab for applied I, science and I heard I heard Yale is also pretty good. Did you hear Yale you has that? an excellent program? I've heard that as well. There's always Harvard too. While we're in New England, maybe um, we should just head, uh, jump on 95, and head up to Boston. Yeah, that might be the most efficient way to go. Yes, maybe. The, maybe this is more of a Harvard question. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> I mean, you are more than welcome to do so. Uh, of course, if you had done your research, you would probably know that Columbia University School of Engineering holds more patents than Harvard's, uh, but <laughs> you're probably asking questions about something other than patents, which uh, make the university in excess of $100,000 pretty much every month, but uh, sorry, uh, I'm really... There's quality and there's quantity, uh, isn't there? <laughs> <laughs> well, I would be happy to uh, put you in touch uh, with our uh, the head of the lab here. Uh, it is Dr. Tom Sagan, and he uh, is currently, um, I'm not sure if he is in class at the moment. Let me uh, check his schedule, Uh, but at the very least, uh, you could talk with him in a few hours, uh, I'm sure. Uh, I could arrange that. Um, Where would you like to do that? Could I give you a room somewhere, or... Whatever's convenient, maybe the maybe the professor's office, Uh, but a few hours, oof, we might need to move that timetable up. Is there maybe... uh, uh, 
a secondary supervisor, somebody else, somebody, somebody that might be able to point us to where we need to go. Somebody oh, who works okay. directly uh, with us. Yes, yes, of course. Let me. Let me you know what? I am so sorry. I'm so sorry. And she goes into her pocket and she pulls out uh, an iPhone 3GS, which everybody has. Uh, and she's like, I, I'm so sorry. I have to take this. Just one moment. And she turns away. Sandy Beeman. Mm-hmm. Agent Wycliffe. I'll stay, I'll stay here and deal with the, with the scientists. You want to see if you can find Anthony Desjardins and Molly Frank. Gather information and We'll rendezvous after we both kept this woman busy long enough. You think you've got this under control? I think so. Maybe the bathroom? You know, I was just thinking, we had his student ID. We should have just snuck in the back. We could have just snuck in the back. Instead of dealing with this pencil pusher. I'll deal with the PR. You see what you can find out. I'll go talk to the lovers. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, they're... The FBI's already here. Okay. Yes, yeah. Yes, I'll call you back. Okay, bye-bye. She hangs up and turns around, and her expression has completely changed. It's completely dropped. I think we both know why you are here. Why is that? It's just... It's just been reported... That Michael Way was the shooter in the Alliance killings? As my partner said, we are not at liberty to discuss uh, the details of an ongoing investigation. Uh, I will say that, yes, oh this is God. a more serious matter. Now, listen, we don't want this to become a big deal. No one needs to no. know what's going on here. We just need to talk to people and find out what's going on. We wouldn't want to bring Col- drag Columbia's name into the investigation any more than it has to. No. No, we're still trying to find out what what happened. This couldn't be... I'm... I'm, I have someone looking into Michael Way right now. Um, Yes, let me get you someone to speak with right away. Um, I'll I'll show you to a room, and she brings you to a small room in the lab, and you guys wait there for, like, a while. 25 minutes, you're you're, you're waiting there, uh, and... Do we have time to, like, walk around the lab and see if there's any, like, yeah. station with his name on it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can walk around. You don't see any station with his name on it. Uh, and you uh, you just see, you know, a bunch of different work areas uh, where people can do stuff. And then, uh, eventually, she ushers down a woman to you uh, who introduces herself. Uh, I'm not going to name her. Uh, and you have an opportunity to, to speak with her. And just give me an idea of what questions you want to ask. Um, I mean, we want to know what kind of work Michael... Now that we've now that the Michael Way thing is out, we can ask what kind of work Michael Way was working on, with what professors he worked, who, mm-hmm. you know, what was his... What did, you know, his demeanor, yes. his, work, his work ethic, that kind of stuff, you know, all, okay, all yeah. kind of background. So uh, she will tell you that Mike... She, first of all, she's completely shocked. Like, she's in a state of shock that this happened. It doesn't make any sense at all. Michael Way is a great kid. Uh, a, a really strong student. He's a graduate student. Uh, his focus, if you ask, is uh, Mersenne Primes. Uh, M-E-R-S-E-N-N-E. Uh, which is an entire area of advanced mathematics where uh, you... <laughs> 
All right. Get ready for this, Matthew, because you can look it up and read it. It still won't make any sense to you. Uh, Marseille. A Marseille. I don't know. It's French. A Marseille. Prime is a number which, if you. It's a number which, if you take a given exponent and double it and then subtract one, that number is also prime. So it's a prime number. You double mm. it and subtract one, that number is also prime. There are only a few of these. So as you talk to this woman, she will explain to you that he's one of very few students that focus solely on this, and really it's kind of a combination of uh, computer algorithm writing and mathematics. It's not, you can't, the human mind can't do it at this point where they are. And uh, she will tell you that uh, that just this year, uh, somebody uh, beat him to the punch on something, uh, on a, a prime, a Mersane, discovering a Mersane prime that is four, in June, that is 14 million digits long. It's 14 million digits long, and it is a, and it is a prime number, and they can oh. guarantee that. Everyone so knows that just, one. What was that student's <laughs> name? What was that student's name? Uh, it wasn't a student. Uh, it was a... Um, a competing researcher. It was a uh, competing a researcher. <laughs> he was doing somebody's taxes and he just stumbled upon a 14, like, <laughs> 14 million digit long prime number. She, she thinks about it for a minute and then is like, uh, it, he goes by the name Stig Valstad and he is a, a Norwegian uh, mathematician and GIMPS contributor. Uh, you do know what GIMPS is, right? GIMPS is the great internet Mersim Prime search. So it is. Uh, I knew it, but thank you for explaining it <laughs> to my colleague. Isn't, wait, isn't that colleague. like um, that, that uses distributed computing, like uh, the, the, yeah. the cell processor that was finding a cure for cancer and currently looking for like COVID cures and stuff like that? Exactly. Yeah, for, for so this, this was Michael Way's area of focus. And you uh, there was no uh, change in demeanor after the discovery of the more recent prime? After he got beat by Stig? By Stig? Um, not that I saw. Uh, he seemed to work even harder and uh, was very focused on, on uh, achieving his goal. Um, yeah, and so, yeah, she's, she's sort of giving you everything that you need or, or would want about his what he works on at the school. Uh, and any questions that you have about the lab or anything like that, she answers it uh, anything for you, but nothing uh, points to the number or Michael Way in any interesting way or the Ridgeway family in any interesting way. There's just no, seemingly no connection. Are you familiar with the students Anthony Desjardins and Molly Frank? Yes, uh, and she explains to you that they're both students uh, currently in the Fu Foundation School. We're going to need to speak with them as well. Speak with them. Are they? uh, Do they? uh, Are they local? Are they on campus? Or are they? Uh, Yes. Let me just let me just clear that with the the university. But I'm sure that I can just bring you right to their, you know, right to their dorms. It's important that they uh, don't know we're coming. Really? Yes. And then we black out. We fade up in a small interrogation chamber in the local police station of Alliance, New Jersey, where, oh man, where uh, it's getting hot in there as Jordy is like, we gotta find every one of these numbers! And, uh, and Riker Salas is like, fuck it, I'm out. Uh, <laughs> what are you guys, what are you guys talking about? Riker looks over at Jordy and immediately says, 
Hey, can I, uh, bum one of those off you? Yeah, yeah, sure. I only got three left. Here you go. Pops my Marlboro. An intercom comes over in the room. You can't smoke in here. FBI, you bastard. I can do whatever the fuck I want. Um, Looking at the camera. And, <laughs> um, he looks over at Jordy and says, Special Agent Robinson, you sure this number is as dangerous as you think it is? I am 100% positive. All right, I've got an idea. Follow my lead. Uh, throws out the butt, stomps on it with the back heel of his uh, his patent leather shoes. Right in the carpet. Right in the carpet. <laughs> <laughs> right in the the uh, $3,000 oriental rug they have in there. No, 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 not the rug! And he walks over. It's our yearly budget! Officer McCarthy brought that back from Persia. (laughs) Is our only contact here right now Gant, or is there a local New Jersey person that we can talk to directly? Yeah, you can talk to anybody there. So we're going to head over to the basically head of IT or the investigations program, and I'm going to explain to them, we're going to need access to your local networks. We need to do a bit more background research into the Ridgeways, uh, local school records business affairs of Malcolm as well as Dinah. Things that mm. won't be on the FBI servers. If you could give me access to a workstation, it'd be much appreciated. Okay, what is your persuasion? Uh, Hold it up. Uh, and I'm happy to, if the persuasion goes wrong, give a little wink to Jordy, but my persuasion is 50. Um... Yeah, that's good enough. So uh, you, uh, they give you access to a terminal, and you have you now have access to their local files. So, at first, I'm going to be doing kind of up and up things that garnish no suspicion whatsoever. In fact, I'm going to follow up on what the good doctor suggested we do, and that's look into any information available on the Ridgeways. Okay. Uh, you do some research on the Ridgeways. They, they don't have a criminal record. Right. Uh, but the research that you're able to glean, um, you know, you can get the, the accounting firm and everything that they work at. You can see that they've never been in trouble with the law uh, or anything like that. Uh, other than that, there's really not much information. Pretty, okay. pretty boring. Uh, at this point, I would like to begin, uh, and I can use my computer science if need be, uh, looking for any photographic evidence of these numbers. I should be able to yeah. use like file date created metadata. I can look through the EXIF metadata within the pictures, do a search for that. Um, there yep. are all sorts of ways I could tackle looking for these images. Yeah, with your computer skill, once you're in there, in the system, you're able to find them. Great. And you find what you believe are the root files, like the, ma- the main files that were originally taken. Okay. Um, so I'd like to... Um, use uh, how realistic would it be to say that with my computer science background of a 50 uh, I could either use local tools but I also might have I think it would be cool an FBI thumb drive that has special tools I can use in order to alter networks and hard drives like a virus not a virus it's a utility that would allow me to delete these files and then immediately overwrite them with other information Uh, 
Uh, sure. I mean, I don't see why you couldn't do that anyway. I don't okay. know why you have to need an FBI stick to delete files. I, I don't know. Magic. You know, FBI magic. <laughs> um, it's cool. So actually, he's not going to delete them entirely. What he's going to do is... Uh, like corrupt um, them? Corrupt. Well, corrupt them or crop them. Whatever seems like with his computer science skills would be the best way to remove the, the image. I think with the he's going to yeah, yeah, replace we, them all with a photo uh, with a photo uh, photocopy of his hand. Yes, <laughs> uh, I, I think that uh, you're probably better off corrupting them okay. because leave all the files there, and then someone will think right that like oh something happened to the data. Yep. You know what I mean? Like it got okay. corrupted. I, th- that's obviously less suspicious than cropping out the number in pictures. That that, that raises more questions. Yep. So I'll. Uh I'll go into the uh, binary editor. Uh, I'll pop open a bunch of text screens, pull out uh, enough code. I'll, I'll open up a browser window with the source code for another website, uh, for a website or something, and paste that in there. I'll just grab random gibberish things of code and take out substantial parts of it to where it could never be read again or deconstructed. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, make a luck roll. Okay. Cool. So that's just a D100? That's a D100, and you're looking for under 51. 26. Ooh. Okay, so you have no problems going through these files and knocking them all out with your computer skill. You bing, bang, boom. And you feel like you've corrupted the files that they have on their server that are supposed to be sent over to Garrett Mountain and over to the FBI. Okay. Nice. Um, and is there any other information? He kind of looks at Jordy. Jordy, I think uh, I got what I came here for, and uh, you should be happy with the results. And he, like, double-clicks on an f- uh, image, and it pops up, and it, you can see it's kind of distracted there. Is there anything else you want to look at? Uh, I want to handle this reporter. Give me a second. And he goes over to uh, one of the cops, and he says, Hey, i got to make a quick phone call. Is there a private line that I can use? Sure, and they show you to a private phone. Okay. Um, and I get in, and I want to. I want to call up this reporter that was on our tail. And as uh, Doctor Westover and I planned, I want to get him off our tail. Huh. Uh, <laughs> okay. So I guess you just call this. St- yeah, it's going to be really hard because uh, you got to call the station and ask for like a popular reporter. So um, yeah, can, I, can he, I look for the number of the reporter in there in the police system? Do they have everyone's number, or would they only have no, no? The FBI might, but not not this local system. Um, I mean, she's not going to pick up. She knows it's a hot tip, a hot tip. Her yeah. story, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you could just leave a hot tip, if you want, you don't have to talk to the reporter to leave a hot tip. For the reporter. All right, so I'm going to call the station. Okay. Um, and whoever picks up, and it's like, uh, this is uh, this is Buzz Biskin. I have a I have a uh, very sensitive information regarding a uh, recent story. Or what's the reporter's name? Enrico Save. For uh, Enrico Enrico Save. Um, is there any is there any way I could get in touch with him? Hmm. Roll luck roll. Twenty-four. Yeah, he just walked in. <laughs> Back from the nine a.m. press conference. 
He had just caught. He, he was out the door, and he just he just walked in. He forgot oh, his hat. Hold on a second. <laughs> You're left on hold. Elevator music. Elevator music. Chip O'Connor. Your phone gets picked up. Some name you don't recognize. Chip O'Connor. Hey, sorry, I'm I'm looking for uh for Mr. Save, for reporter. Uh, yes, you can speak to me. I'm his producer. What can I do for you? All right, well, I have some information that... Um, this is incredibly sensitive information, and uh, I don't have a lot of time, so I'm going to go ahead and trust you with this. Uh, I just what want you that? to let... You hear, like, well, scrub, 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 as he's, like, getting shifting papers around. All right, so you're aware of the uh, recent incident that took place in Alaska, New Jersey, correct? Multiple yes, I am. Of course, yeah. All right, so I want you to let Mr. Save know that uh, I can't tell you who I am, uh, I am associated with the Justice Department, but for reasons it'll become clear, I can't I can't divulge my 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 full identity. Uh, okay, he is he's got the right idea, but he is on the right track. But he is on the wrong track. Sorry, he's got the right idea, but he's on the wrong track. Fantastic! He's got the right idea, and he's on the right track. No, 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 no. We'll now, just see, continue business as usual. Exactly right. We did it. Thank you, Mr. Justice Department. <laughs> and he hangs up. <laughs> Alright, so Alright, he's on, he's on the <laughs> Okay, I want you to tell him That uh, he needs That there is a man uh, In Arizona Just south of Colorado City uh, And his name is Garth Menzies And you can look him up Alright, he's on a compound down there He is a mathematical genius Now He is starting up A uh, uh, a sort of a, it's a, a, a cult, and he has involved mathematicians from different universities uh, around the world. Um, now this fella, he is organizing events like this, and j- this is just the first of many. The problem is that Mr. Menzies happens to also be a confidential informant for the FBI, so he is protected from on high. Now I'm letting you know this because I think that. Your reporter can chase this down and make an actual difference. Now, you he does not he will not answer a phone. Uh, you will have to see him in person. If he refuses to see if he refuses to see you, I want you to give him the name Deborah Davis. She lives in La Junta. Tell him that you have a message from her. It doesn't matter what it is, but he will see you if you drop that name. Oh okay. Uh this is incredible. Um are, are you sure you can't give me some way to contact you? I don't need your name, but I, I just... What if we have a question? What if What if he doesn't trust us? I can't. I'm putting my job and possibly my, my freedom on the line just speaking to you now. I have Hold to on, go. Let me ask you one more question. All right. Why? Why are you giving me this information? Let's just say that there are certain elements within the FBI that do not have America's safety first and foremost on their mind. And I hang up. And all this stuff is true. This is all stuff that he that he researched when he was researching the Candlewick papers. He actually went and stayed at this guy's compound in northern Arizona to, to, to research like these kind of like cults. And so this guy's there, and this this Deborah Davis is like his ex girlfriend who lives in La Junta, like left him like fifteen years ago, and he like refuses to see him. Oh my amazing. god, that's amazing. amazing. <laughs> Okay. Um, Candlewick papers. 
<laughs> the Candlewick Papers. It's amazing. It's an underrated book. Didn't <laughs> sell very well. It's a shame. All right. So, what is next for you guys? Uh, there's only those last two police officers whose phone we haven't checked. I don't know if it's within our best interest to wait here, but uh, again, uh, Jordy, aka Agent Robinson, has stressed to me how important making sure the number is gone is. I, I feel like we've uh, gotten a good hold on it. Um, otherwise, though, what do you think, Skip? Mm-hmm. Uh, that is, that seems to me to be the last thing that we need to do to wipe out evidence of it. Maybe it would be worth going to see the officers at home rather than waiting for them. Yeah, we can, uh, maybe we'll approach, uh, whomever is the, uh, in charge of staffing that day, uh, and ask if we could just make a visit. We need to be on our way out of town in order to meet up with our associates in Manhattan. And we really can't wait around New Jersey that much longer. Okay. Uh, they give you a couple addresses, and you guys head out to the car. Get in the car, drives away, fade out, fade up. John J. Hall, long hallway. We see Agent Klaus von Cliff, and uh, Special Agent Klaus von Cliff, and Special Agent Philippa Gregory walking down the hall with Sandy Beeman. And she's like, it's it's this one, and you know that you are being take you are being taken to the dorm room of Anthony Desjardins, and she walks up and just points the door to you. As far as you know, he has no idea that you're coming. Agent Gregory, Agent, Agent Barcliff, good cop, bad cop. You remember the plan? I remember the plan. You remember the plan? I remember the plan. Alright, uh, and so Dr. Sandy Beeman's thinking, I can't believe they actually talk about that before they open a door <laughs> You knock you knock really angry All right. and I'll, I'll do a fun knock Dr. Westover pounds on the door with all physical force boom, 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 boom. And I do shave and a haircut But you don't do the two bits So no. it's just like I wait ah! to see if it comes back <laughs> <laughs> We're off to a good start you hear shuffling uh, within the room, and then the door opens, and you see a you know early twenties man, uh, red hair, pajama bottoms, t shirt, sort of hastily thrown on, and he obviously was just woken up. Mr. Uh, his, his hair is in a mess. Yes, and may I flash my badge? FBI, yeah. may we come in, please? Uh, yes. What's going on? Yes, of course. And he, he steps back. So we step cool. in and shut the door before Stanley Beeman can follow us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, excuse um Slam, does, he have any, lock. <laughs> does he have any posters on the wall? Yeah. Of like bands or anything? <laughs> uh, yeah, he's got a Dark Side of the Moon poster. Uh, <laughs> of course and, he does. <laughs> and uh, uh, except instead of a uh, triangle in the middle, it's pie. Oh, uh, clever. That's uh, fun. With math, the uh, with the, math with the, the spectrum going through it, uh, and yeah, you just see like you know, sort of a, a, a messy dorm room. He says, uh, "Huh, I saw Pink Floyd in '92. Obviously, uh, Roger Waters. What? 
Obviously, Roger. Obviously, Roger, Roger Waters. Waters. Uh, I went to the West End before I came here. I had a couple of pints. Roger Waters wasn't with him, but uh, Gilmore. Gilmore was leading the crew and kicked ass. <laughs> It's a cool poster. You seem like you seem like a cool guy. <laughs> Before asking a single question, <laughs> Mr. Desjardins, is Miss Frank here? No, she's. I think she's in her room. What is going on? Can I see your phone, please? Uh, sh- yeah, of course. What's going on? And he hands uh, you his phone. And Dr. Gregory does a quick, just kind of, kind of flips through and searches for emails from Michael Way and texts from Michael Way to see if there's anything uh, anything unusual. Just a quick a quick kind of, as we're talking, see if anything catches her, catches her eye. Now just make small talk with him. There's nothing unusual. You see emails from Michael Way. They're all very mundane. Uh, Mr. J. Jordan, are you have you heard from Michael Way recently? Um, n- n- no, I saw him maybe t- two days ago, I guess. I didn't see him yesterday, but the day before? Are you guys close pals? Yeah, he's a friend. He's a friend of mine. What's going on? Is he a friend of, uh, your girlfriend's as well, Molly? Yeah, we're all friends. You guys, uh... He works this together? Is co- this is college, you know, you get... You guys get a little funky. <laughs> Three... <laughs> Maybe light up some doobies, turn on Dark Side of the Moon, see what happens. (laughs) Money! (laughs) Remember, it's a felony to lie to the FBI. Ah, <laughs> oh, you make me unable to play a real person or character in any way, shape, or form. Uh, he's horrified at the suggestion. He doesn't. He doesn't break into hysterical laughter. Agent Von Cliff, uh, make a note. Engaged in the sexual proclivities outside the norm. I've got it. No, no, never. What are you talking about? Of course not. Are you familiar with the work of Michael Way? Uh, yes, I, I, I am. I mean, I must say he uh, is on another level in some ways, and so there, there's a lot I'm not familiar with, but I know what he works on. What can you tell us about his work and uh, any recent discoveries, perhaps? Well, no recent discoveries. I think that's probably what frustrated him the most. Can I ask why you're asking about Michael Way? Where is he? Let us ask the questions for now. Yeah, yeah like, do you play this guitar, or is it just a decoration? <laughs> Mind if I give it a strum? <laughs> you are, by far, the coolest FBI agent I've ever seen. <laughs> he's a good cop. He's, he's a good cop. He's, good right, cop. he's the good cop. Mr. Desjardins, are you familiar the with the name? Time. Kids are just like, f- oh my god. <laughs> Mr. Desjardins, are you familiar at all with the name Faustius Cloudin? Faustius Cloudin. Yes. Yes. Yes, I do know that name. It was, um, Michael talked about him. An old, um, an old, uh, was it uh, 
engineer, I think, uh, from the time of Leonardo da Vinci and, and such. Uh, he, yes, Michael was reading some of his works. He had, well, it was probably July. We had talked on the phone, and he said that he obviously had been frustrated that he had gotten beaten to yet another uh, Mersenne Prime discovery. And it's really not him. It's really the computer. I mean, his computer just... He can't really do it. I mean, he needs he needs more help. But he felt that he could build this algorithm that could do it without all of the uh, the GIMPs technology. And I don't know. I I felt like he was kind of grasping at straws. But he told me that his his objective was to look into this this particular guy. Yes, that was it. It was Faustus Clouden, and he said that he was uh, a Renaissance thinker that had some ideas that seemed crazy at the time, but might actually help with some. Um, uh, might actually help with some what's it he said he said uh, was it esoteric uh, encryption that was it esoteric encryption and compression methods and if he could take those and and it, he knew that it was a long shot but he thought he might luck into uh, some sort of um, trick like an old trick that uh, might fit the bill for searching for Mersane Primes or maybe point the way towards, uh, you know, a solution to his algorithm uh, for his computing. Does he? Did it work? Uh, not as far as I know. He was still working on it. I mean, it's it's a long process. He he said that he he had trouble understanding what this guy was writing, um, but he. You know, he's, he thought that he might figure it out at some point. It, and look, it's like a lot of mathematics. You you have to put a lot of time in. Uh, proofs don't just happen overnight. Uh, you have to think about them in a lot of different ways before you can get an, uh, an an honest result. And and then you have to take whatever result you think is is accurate, and you have to check it multiple times over and over and over again, and a lot of different variations. And uh, you know, and he continues to like kind of blabber on. And you can see that this is a smart kid, and he's getting into some advanced mathematics. And he talks about uh, theories and how they're tested and how. Now they're retested before they're ever published and all that kind of stuff. Do you have you? She interrupts him. Did you ever come and did you ever read the works of uh, Faustius Clouden yourself? Did Michael Way ever share this with you? Oh, no, not me. No, I never did. Interesting. What about Molly? No, not as far as I know. Uh, he talked to Molly about it, just like he talked to me about it. We, we would talk about it sometimes when we, you know, we'd go down to uh, the West End and have a few, and uh, you know, just talk math and you know, have fun. And uh, <laughs> he'd go on and on about it sometimes, and we'd listen. But no, it wasn't uh, a part of our pursuits. Why don't you give old Maul a call? Yeah, why don't we invite, invite her to come over here? Tell her to come over here and don't let her know why. Just uh, <laughs> <laughs> you guys are such <laughs> awful agents. Just tell her. Don't, uh, don't we're tell not her. <laughs> tell her you. Uh, you need it. Okay. <laughs> She'll know. <laughs> he calls her up. It just an awkward side eye to you. Hey, uh... We wink at him. I, I need it. I need it. <laughs> Thumbs up. Thumbs up. <laughs> How about a little morning delight? Giving him a thumbs up. <laughs> a slow nod. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Oh god. <laughs> he hags so up. He says, 
She'll be right over. I, I didn't know that worked. I didn't know you, one could do that. Oh, my God. <laughs> I didn't know one could do that. I didn't know I couldn't do that. Oh, God. I was just sitting there nodding. Like, nodding. Do it. Do it. <laughs> I need yeah. it. It was especially when he said, morning delight, that Wacker Westover gave him a big thumbs up. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> just like X Files. This is just like X Files. It's great. It's like the same thing. Yeah. It's just like X Files. <laughs> such such competency on the part of the agents. Such diligence in every respect. Oh, I'd like God. to remind everyone that neither of us is actually an FBI agent. Really? <laughs> you are going to be. By far, the most memorable FBI agents this guy will ever have contact with. <laughs> oh, they yeah, like he this? came in, he kept quoting Floyd, he played guitar. <laughs> <laughs> like, what the fuck? <laughs> he told me to booty think... call my girlfriend. Yeah. <laughs> I think they tried to talk me into a four-way. I, I don't know. <laughs> you guys, uh, you guys swing? <laughs> it, kind of, it precisely is the kind of agent that uh, Holden is made out to be in Mindhunter, though, by the way. Like, the, the people at the top are like, this goddamn hippie coming in here trying to interview killers. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> There's new methods. It's a new new school of thought at the FBI. <laughs> we make small talk until Molly Frank gets there. Yeah, right. so uh, Molly Frank gets there, and to be honest, I'll save you the time. Like, she's got nothing else to add. Uh her and Anthony are uh, in a couple. Uh, they, Michael's their friend. Uh, you know what she will add in? She's like, Michael is like their project, basically. Like, she tries to set him up with her friends. Uh, so far, nothing's really hit. She's, he's a great guy, but he doesn't, he just doesn't seem to, he's so focused on his work that he doesn't really you know he can't really keep a relationship going but he doesn't seem to care that much but he's such a great guy that I want him to be with one of my friends like that's kind of what she adds uh, to it and that's the only other additional information otherwise uh, you know she says the same stuff about uh, you know she's also in that school and she talks about his Mersenne primes I'll tell you another thing she adds she says that she talked to him she had like a heart to heart with him when uh uh, Stieg von whatever his name is uh, hit Stieg that Valstad. fourteen, yeah, Stieg Valstad hit that fourteen million digit prime uh, and got by the way like fifty thousand dollars for doing it from like this like worldwide mathematics organization just got a check and he was just like bummed but um, his algorithm just a couple weeks before had uh, failed it had detected a Mersenne prime that on additional research had failed uh, and so his computer gave him a false positive which was very disheartening but he didn't try to hide it at all he told her all about it he told his instructors about it he said he, he explained where he thought he fell short and that he was going to keep working at it like he couldn't have taken it more positively in her eyes like yeah he was bummed but like he saw the failure as an opportunity to say like okay well this didn't work now I'll move on to something that might work uh, he was not depressed by it he d- did not have a sense of what's the point anymore uh, he was invigorated in a way and very honest about his own uh, you know that it didn't work. He never was embarrassed by his failures as a mathematician or a, a, 
uh, and computer uh, designer. And she's Program never designer. looked at any of the Faustus cloud and stuff either. She just knows about it in the same way that Anthony does. That it's yeah, he, she's never actually looked at it. Um, she's like, where, but if you want to see it, there might be some in his room. He might have it in his room. Yeah, where is his room? Where is his room? See on this. That's right down the hall. Oh, all right. You two wait here. Um, we'll go. We'll go investigate. Does ourselves. he have a roommate? No, no. He he lives by himself. All right, we're going to ask the both of you to wait here. Uh, we'll come check in with you. Uh, what is this about? Um, what's what's going on with Michael? It's, it's complicated, um, but we appreciate everything you've done. Seriously, you guys have been real cool. <laughs> and uh, just for the moment, uh, will you please hand uh, Agent Von Cliff your phones? Yeah, I'm going to need your phones. It's a standard procedure, but don't worry, I won't I won't look at any of your pictures, you crazy kids. <laughs> <laughs> they they hand over their phones to the FBI. <laughs> well, Alright, wait 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 right here, we'll be right back. And as as we're walking out, I'm just like, we don't need no education. <laughs> Am I right? We'll see you guys in a little bit. What is it <laughs> Really, really taking that good cop and really pushing it to the end. It's like it's almost like he's not even a cop. Like that's how good he is. He's so good. Uh, As he's saying that, he slowly shuts the door and we black out. We we come back up and we see Jordy and um, Riker Salas just sort of. You know, we don't even have to play it out. You guys are just sort of... We see images of you going up to these houses, knocking on doors. Guy comes to the door, confused, you know, in his civvies. Uh, just kind of like what's going on. Hands over the phone. You guys look through the phones, and uh, you don't find any pictures. No, no, nobody took... No, none of the first responders took personal pictures, and you feel like you can cross that off, uh, off your list. Uh, you're walking back to the car, and it's like, what else... What's next? Uh, we definitely want to head back and meet up with uh, the other two special agents, <laughs> check in on their investigation. Heavy on uh, Riker's mind is whether or not he needs to actually plant some sort of evidence on uh, Molly uh, and her lover uh, to implicate them in some sort of sleeper cell, or if that just needs to run its course on its own. Um, but yeah, uh want to head up there and go to the 24th precinct about that shotgun. Uh, oh, okay. So you guys are going to head to New York. Yeah, I think so because at we'll this all point, meet there. <laughs> I, th- yeah. I think be- because uh, the mathematician whose name I have written down that's on her way, the FBI agent, uh, is going to arrive and not be able to find anything because Jordy spray painted over the number. We've gone through There's all the no cops stuff. Instances of it left. The only thing that mm-hmm. I can think of that we still need to do in this area would be anything to do with trying to, quote unquote, close the case. So it's like coming, planting evidence or whatever else, like you were saying, to to make this look like an open and shut case, like whatever reason this guy did it. If there's anything we need to do here to accomplish that. The only simple thing I could do is... Uh maybe think of and you too with your criminology you might think of something is there any instance of drug induced rampages like this ever happened could we ask for access to the morgue to look at way's body one last time and like lace him before a toxicology or autopsy is done on his body yeah lace him with what with drugs 
Yeah, with a with a drug that Jordy, through his research into really strange crime and my knowledge through being an FBI agent, that we've seen, like salvia, you know, when, when people were yeah, yeah. eating off people's faces. So we want to Shh. put that on them before the the mortician and the toxicology ports. Ooh, that's good. Them. That's good. That is good, but that's super hard. Um, you're gonna have to pull off a, a roll on that. Let's let's do a bureaucracy roll to get the cops to give you access to the coroner to the body without the coroner being standing there watching everything you're doing. Okay. Couldn't we just close the case? You're well, not there for what reason? Shut up! <laughs> and for what reason? All right, I have a bureaucracy of forty. You don't case have rank me there, dude. Jordy. I have it. I have a ten. I have the standard of ten. Okay, so I need well, to roll forty-one or lower. That chapter. Yeah, here it comes. Thirty-nine. Oh, oh my real. god! You have ne- none of you have ever failed a fucking roll in Delta Green. <laughs> it's insane. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I mean, I don't see why not. Like, y- you make a successful roll, you manipulate the bureaucracy of the local police department to use your FBI clout. To get access to the body enough so that like you might be able to pull off planting evidence on the dead body. Uh, it's now the most ma- grand solution to this problem I've ever heard. <laughs> Sprinkle some cocaine. It's like yeah. seventeen extra illegal steps. Okay, <laughs> so go ahead and roll a luck roll. I'm like the Dexter of FBI agents. Like I love making crimes, federal crimes, so much. I had to become an agent to be able to do them. Make a bureaucracy. Luck roll? Get, well, luck roll. Bureaucracy got you down there. Luck roll is to see if you, if anybody notices anything funky. Thirteen. I. Thirty-three. Critical success on Jordy's luck. Yes. Yes. Okay, so now you guys have planted evidence successfully. You have every reason to believe this is going to work. Now your story has to match it exactly. So you got to figure out the rest of the story so that the evidence, yep. uh, you know, fits with your story. Uh, <laughs> that's amazing. So you do the body and you see the coroner is just, uh, uh, you know, doing paperwork in the other room. Doesn't even notice you guys. And you think you've pulled it off. Uh you start heading to New York now? That's your next plan? Or is there another step to the uh, evidence tampering? I think that'll cover for public stories. I don't know how much uh, Agent Knorr has told to the press. Uh, the only other thing we might need to convolute, or I might need to as the one who makes way too complicated plans for things, is, uh, and this actually might be Jordy's specialty, is to come up with some sort of correspondence that made it look like he was involved with some sort of uh, splinter cell terrorist sect, like I was saying. Maybe part oh, of... Oh, you know what? Yeah? Sorry, what might be interesting, I don't know if this is too horrible or not, but... there. I mean, Alliance New Jersey has a really interesting history. Uh, it was... It was established as... Um, a, a, as a Jewish agricultural uh, kind of refuge from, like... Uh, Jews fleeing pogroms in, in Russia in like the late 19th century. So, like maybe this guy is like a super Nazi. Yeah, I, you know, like maybe this is like plant something like that, like in his history, where it's just like he got wrapped up in this, and he's just the uh, kind of caught up in crazy kind of conspiracy it's a neo-Nazi and, movement. Yeah, yeah, so, and like in uh, kind of like a drug-addled haze. Like he went to this place after having researched, and we can like alter his search history or something. Oh, that's that's pretty good. Yeah, maybe so, he found the drug dealer dead that sold him the drugs. Like this was a drug-induced hate crime. So we'll pick a we'll pick a hate group. 
And uh, it'll be credible in our report and uh, somehow link it to him. Probably, I guess. I don't know. But do we even know? I, I, I don't know. It is kind of an awful way to go through it. Really well, why don't you think about it? Uh, while, I mean, what's done is done. You cannot undo what you did. So it has to just be drug-addled or some way. So, it's you lesser know, the, two evils, you know what I mean? Like, we got to do what we got to do. And, like, just say it was a drug-infused hate crime, and we found the dealer, like, this... It looks like more than it was. This guy was just fucked up on drugs. You, I'm sure that if you, when the toxicology report comes back, you'll see that there was drugs in his system. Because now there are. Right. And he was a math uh, guy. Of course he wrote numbers all over the place. He's, he was all fucked up. He's a math dude. that just yeah. lost a uh, huge competition for the Mersenne Prime. Yeah. He's disgruntled from his, uh, from his work. Drugs and, in the uh, first place. Staying up late, late nights. And he blamed the fine people of Alliance Township, New Jersey. Yeah. It's an open and shut case. Open and shut case. <laughs> <laughs> Could be simpler. Oh, my God. Well, you just have to. <laughs> yeah, but the problem is that you just secretly. Open and shut. <laughs> you just secretly sent the fucking hottest reporter in North Jersey on the biggest lead ever. <laughs> That this is a, a terrorist cell. Yeah, but the, the lead is going to lead to absolutely nothing. Right. That was yeah, a bad producer. Yeah, that we are an anonymous lead. Yeah. yeah. And we, the FBI gets bad information sometimes, too. As I as I mentioned to uh, the Agent Kenora earlier, like, I, I don't exactly know how these two were involved. Maybe they just shared a doobie one night with Michael. And that led to him going down the open pathway to harder drugs, which is what always happens. Never smoke marijuana, kids. <laughs> For a minute there, okay. I thought you said Harvard drugs, and I was like, oof. That Harvard, <laughs> that Harvard, that Harvard set. Oh, that's so Harvard expensive. <laughs> uh, okay, so are you heading to Jersey? No, they're in Jersey. I'm sorry, are you heading to New York? We're headed to the or, 24th uh, Precinct, I think. Okay, yeah. so you're going to head to oh, 24th way, Precinct. Like, just the, I- the idea is to... Sorry, go ahead, Skid. Well, just to close all the loophole, Jordy had the drugs to plant on him because, as as a drug enthusiast, uh, he, he had some angel dust. Yeah, I wasn't he, worried he about was that one. part. Yeah. <laughs> it's like I'm sure this crew, especially a famous sci-fi author, can get whatever drugs they need on short oh, notice. Yeah. That's a crazy uh, shit, man. And I think on I, the way on the way out, uh, uh, Special Agent Solace will call up Roger Cumstone to let him know we're on our way. You're walking down the hallway to uh, being led to Michael Way's uh, dorm room, and you get I, your phone rings. I turn to uh, uh, Sandy Beam. I'm trying. You have an alias, Westover slash Gregory Salas. Hold on. Go for Von Cliff. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent work. We should be there in about two hours. We're going to meet you at the 24th Precinct at 100th Street. How's the investigation going on the campus? Have you been drinking? I have. <laughs> Heavily. I, uh, I, hope you're not got away from, I got away from the kid for one weekend. No, no, no. It's better if I drive. I drive better when I've had a couple. <laughs> I have a classic seven, alcoholic. If I if I had to if I had to quantify it, I have a seventy <laughs> driving skill. I'm fine. All right. Well, listen. We've uh, we've uh, we've uncovered a couple things. We're about to go check out uh, Way's dorm room. We'll finish up there, and then uh, unless we run into anything else, we should be uh, wrapped up in two hours. We'll head over to the precinct as well. 
Do me a favor. If you don't find any crazy gibberish in there, plant some. Click. Whoa. Whoa. And Roger is so crazy that I, I know that Roger will come up with something batshit insane. The number of times he's ended up on the edge of my bed has been just... <laughs> All right, Agent Gregory. Shall we? Let's. Dun, 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 dun. Uh, there's no answer. Um, is the uh, PR woman still with us? Can she? She let is. Us yes. In? Uh, she? Yes. Yeah. She will. Uh, she has gone now. Uh, considering what happened with Michael Way, uh, she has gone and gotten a, a skeleton key for the from security. Uh, to give the FBI any access they need. Um, she brings it back up uh, and lets you guys into Michael Way's dorm room. Oh, my you, uh, you open up the door and you see a, you know, what looks like, you know, you know a standard college kid dorm room, except it, it's just very messy. Uh, you see no frills, no posters. Open books everywhere. Pay a, a, a cheap, shitty, rickety ass like IKEA desk uh, with papers all over it. Uh, a simple computer, cheap monitor, simple gray computer tower, uh, a futon that is just plopped into the side of the room that he probably sleeps on. Not even like a proper bed. Um, it just looks like a college kid's dorm room that has, you know, no social life, basically, is what you see. We close the door on Sandy Beeman's face. Right. <laughs> if I could just... <laughs> uh, Dr. Westover will go over to the computer, and boot, if it's not booted up, she'll boot it up to see uh, what's going on there. You tap on a key, and uh, it pops right up. It was, it was on. It was just asleep. It pops right up. With, I'm, wearing latex, uh, I'm wearing latex gloves, by the way. I put on a set of latex. Okay, yes. Set of latex gloves. You hit the space bar. And what would we say, Grant? Would we say Windows Vista? Windows, what are we at? No, 2007? Windows 7. Windows 7? Yeah. I don't know, man. Windows 7, initial release date July 22nd, 2009. He's a math enthusiast. He's Ah, absolutely using Windows 7. He wouldn't have a Linux machine? Uh, If he was was operating a workstation or a supercomputer, but he's not. Wasn't he building his own algorithm that needed a that needed to he discover was using, fourteen million digits? Was he doing primes? that here or in the lab? Decompression, esoteric recompression. Yeah, no. <laughs> uh, you open up the uh, computer and you see there's multiple windows open already. So it's not password protected. It's it's all up and and there for you to look at. You take a brief look over the desk, and there's just like ma- what looks like mathematical scrawling all over papers that are just kind of like haphazardly uh, tossed all over the place. Um, I'm going to blow your mind with some shit right now because this is a lot to intake. So take it in one at a time uh, as Dr. Westover is looking at, at what uh, what she's seeing here on the desk. Um if you could uh, turn your attention to roll 20. Oh, no. Um, 
Yeah. You you, uh, you look and you see that uh, there is, first of all, you go, you go to spool up the computer, but you see right next to it is a, uh, a bunch of these ramblings. Right on top uh, of everything, you see a one particular paper uh, that is filled with uh, equations and stuff uh, and seems to have... A uh, few numbers stand out uh, that are pointed out. This seems to be like results of these, like many, many equations. Um, take a look at that sheet and see if you can pull out what numbers. Yeah, it's uh, the fucking are, number are standing out. It's the number. It's an enormous equation, like uh, uh, Matt Damon Goodwill Hunting type giant <laughs> equation. Russell Crowe, Perfect Mind, writing Beautiful on walls. Mind. But Beautiful there mind. are three circles in all of this uh, nonsense here. And, and one underlined. And one underlined. And, I mean, I don't have the number in front of me, but I know this is the number. Some way, shape, it's or form. 10.12 is underlined. 921 is circled, 40.796901 circled, and negative 73.968158. And actually, those are the only, unless I'm just looking really quickly, but they're really the only numbers on the entire equation. Everything else is like uh, variables. Yeah, uh, algorithms and and variables and Greek letters. Uh, So these are the solutions. And the solutions was the number he wrote. Well, there's some sixes missing from the number, right? Is there? Or... Joe, can I can Doctor Westover roll some sort of check to compare these numbers to the number that we saw last night? You don't need to roll a check. There, there's, there's, you don't see a direct relation. Uh, you see that there's nine twenty one. Uh, nine twenty one is in the number. Uh, 10.12, there's no point one, but there is a 1, a 0, a 1, and a 2 in the number. Um, there's no 7 in the number, there's no 4 in the number, and you see yeah. those circled in, in as part of digits, so it is not a direct correlation to the number. Uh, you don't see the connection just yet, but you do see these individual digits underlined. Maybe you just set it aside for the moment, but it's there for you to, to look at whenever you want. Great. Um, you look up at the computer, you start going through, and uh, what is your priority here? Anything last, that last thing he looked at, last thing he looked at. Also, any kind of any search kind of history mention, you know, search history, any kind of mention of the number or Faustius Cloud or anything like that. Yeah, and also looking. I mean, he's on the computer, but I, I imagine I'm looking around at the books and what are they open to? Um, go ahead. Uh, well, yeah, yeah. You look around at the books. What are they open to? Nothing really jumps out at you. Um, it's all kinds of random math stuff. To Roger, it's meaningless. It doesn't really connect uh, in any way. It's all advanced applied engineering and mathematics and that kind of stuff. Uh, but go ahead and roll me a um, an alertness check. Uh, while at the same time, Matthew, awesome. uh, Dr. Westover, is looking at the computer. You look at his uh, most recent search history and uh, you don't find anything about fascist cloud in and you don't see anything particularly uh, of interest uh, but you do see down the bottom uh, on the screen uh, is a minimized window of his, uh, what looks like his Columbia email I am 
I maximize it. You bring up uh, his Columbia email and you start scanning it and you see that uh, there's two things that jump out at you. Uh, The first one, uh, chronologically, is from last night. I'm sorry, from two nights ago. So October 11th, 11.23 p.m., he uh, Michael received an email. Take a look at your roll 20. The sender, it says, is Francis Way. W-E-I. Is that his dad? Francis with an E or Francis with an I? Francis with an I. So dad or brother or... Well, maybe when we get the, what does it uh, say? his phone hacked, we can get more info. Too. It says, Mike, the key is in the final page of the final chapter. Dig deeper and you'll see it. F. I hit my alertness. Alertness is my best skill along with unarmed combat. And I hit it. Do I okay. see like a book opened up towards the back of the book? You see... A, you see orange this fleck of orange and it's under the futon You're like what the hell is that I mean fucking Roger Comstone with his intense alertness for like anything out of the ordinary or out of place you're looking through these books out of the corner of your eye you see a little bit of orange you look down and you see a bright orange binder clip and it is holding a stack of papers together you reach under the futon and pull out this stack of papers, and it looks like a photocopy of a book. And you look at it, and immediately you see it's super dense, very old-style text. And you can see up at the top, in the margin, the title of the book is Libri Plures Admiratio. And then in parentheses, The Book of Many Wonders by Faustus <laughs> Clowden. Just as you're looking at that, Dr. Westover sees the second email of interest, which is in his sent folder. This is the last email that he sent at 7.12 a.m. It's to something called Math Geeks Listserv. Oh, no. Yahoo, Yahoo Groups. You open it up. Show you that. Uh, So no. Take a peek of that. And what does it say at the bottom? Start here. 9920.229989212.333. And that is the number that was spray painted on the ground. Oh no. You immediately click over to this Math Geeks listserv. Uh, Yahoo group and you're very quickly because you're, you're like what the fuck and you, you're, you bring it up you can bring up the link online uh, and you can immediately see who is in that group and you see it consists of many people oh, no. from many places oh, oh no it's awful no we're talking a dozen people of various ages from multiple places in the United States and around the world. And he has sent the solution to this number to all of them. God. And we will see you next time. <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> oh, no! <laughs>
you thought the pictures were the problem? Oh my you thought the God. pictures were the problem? I don't have that much angel dust. <laughs> Where are we going to get that much dust? Oh my God. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh my God. Oh my God. Thanks for listening to the Glass Cannon Network. For more podcasts and live streams, visit glasscannonnetwork.com. And for exclusive shows and content you can't find anywhere else, subscribe today at patreon.com slash glasscannon.